Wow, man, you know, I don't know, bro. I have to look at. I mean, you know, I'm gonna see what's going on. I ain't never. And I, I bet you, I'm not. I mean, that's probably a, a majority of us haven't never seen it. You know, so y'all do tours and everything for people. We got horseback riding lessons. Uh, we host events. We have an event this Saturday and Sunday coming up. It's a, a pop up event, vendor pop pop up event, flea market. Oh, let me see if I can see. You know, so this what's going on. It's uh, it started at ten o'clock, ten to five, Saturday and Sunday. This Saturday and Sunday, twenty dollar fee per table. Come on out there and shop with us. We are gonna have a lot of good music, uh, positive vibes, refreshments. We'll be sold. Mm. So what type of uh, event, like any type of vending, like, can you sell like anything? Yeah, I mean, we, we got Larry Hot Collection. Oh, check them out. <laughs> check them you know out. We're going to have your booth set up down there. Oh. Why, why not wear positivity? You hey. know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, salute. <laughs> yeah, salute. Facts. Facts. Man, that's, that's cold, man. You know, so y'all make sure... When it's over with, man, put the info in the uh, comments, you know what I said, as soon as you can, so they can go ahead and get, get to it. So that's a $20 vendor fee, man. Y'all get out there, man. Y'all can see the ranch. You know, man, experience something different, man. Like, man, get out there for real. Y'all, you say y'all do Even if you just want to come shop, come shop, hang out. You know what I'm saying? We doing a, a cleanup um, also this Saturday and Sunday. So we looking for volunteers and any type of paint supplies. Anybody might want to donate. It's happening the same day. Um, Okay. We try to mend the fences. A little fence need a little work, a little paint. That's it. But uh -huh. come on out there, just to say what's up and hang out. You know what I'm saying? Even if you ain't bad, nothing ain't selling nothing. Just come out there, and experience something. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. If I ain't had no gig, I definitely be out. But I'm, I'm finna come out there anyway. I'm, I'm gonna see what's going on, man. Y'all gonna see me on the ranch, boy. <laughs> we also got an uh, event on the 19th June. 19th, we got a uh, speed and action show. It's like a small rodeo event. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to see some of these kids in action doing barrel races, you know, relay races, all that type of stuff um, all around the arena. Last summer, we had the event, and it was it went well. It went well. Nice turnout. Nice turnout. That's Father's Day week. I'm going to have to come check y'all out, man. You know, I'll stop through for a minute. And what's the, okay, for the horses, right? What's so, man, how many horses y'all have? Got four right now. Okay. Now, I know you've probably seen this video going around with this cat riding the horse down Cottage Grove uh, during the pandemic. Uh, what they call him? Uh, I forgot what his name. It, it's funny. Like, I actually did a event. Like cowboy or something, Yeah, 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 yeah. So, let me ask you some legal. Is it legal? He said it was legal for him to have his horse. Don't, don't give me the line. I don't know nothing about no, the law no. unless it <laughs> pertains to me. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> That's it. I okay. can't talk about nobody else. Right. <laughs> so he said, like, you ain't have to have like a special license or nothing like that to operate a horse or something. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm you know, I'm ignorant to it. I don't know. That's uh, why. I'm, yeah. That's why I say you're a resource for this type of stuff. I'm an outlaw anyway, so I don't, I don't care. Honestly, yeah, you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't bad about the rules. <laughs> uh, I am the law. <laughs> hey, facts. Speaking of that, man, you say you served in the military as well, right? Right, right, right. Uh, how long? Uh, I started off in the National Guard back in, like, 02. And then uh, my unit got activated to go to Iraq. And, uh, oh. Yeah, I wasn't going, so I had with the recruiter, like, <laughs> hey, check it out, Joe. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, right. 
he got me active duty. So I ended up going to Fort Leonardville, Missouri, and then um, South Korea after that. Mm. Okay. So, man, man I, I ain't gonna need a cap. Like, I was always scared to go. You know, they growing our era, that was what they always preached. Go to the service. Go to the service. I'm like, man, you know, you seeing the wars growing up and all that, man. Because, you know, it was actually foot wars. Like, you on foot. Like, that versus now, that's all airstrikes. That's it. You go in, they drop there. You go in and do the cleanup. You know, what was that like, man? Like, did you ever have to go to war or, like, experience, like, man, you had to go ahead and tell somebody you better get on out of here because uh, before you before it's going to get real or what? <laughs> uh, I mean, I did have to put a, a, a young Caucasian in the hospital, but he was a, another soldier because he, he was using the N-word. You know what I'm saying? Man, so, yeah, I had to go, go to war amongst my battle buddies. You know, a lot of different people come from different backgrounds, and uh, they forced to unite to uh, – for a greater cause, but at the same time, people come with the same ideologies that they have um, inherited from their parents, you know, say racial mentality, you know, say racist uh, mentalities and all that type of stuff. So I had to deal with a lot of that. But as far as going to war, uh, no, nah, they tried a couple more times. <laughs> when I was in, in Korea, they tried to send me to uh, uh, Fort Hood, which was deploying to uh, Afghanistan. Then they tried to send me to Fort uh, Bliss, both of them in Texas, which was uh, deploying to Iraq. But luckily, you know what I'm saying, I got into a little trouble and, and uh, ended up getting kicked out. <laughs> yeah, I, man, I don't think I could have, man. I, I'd rather uh, take my chairs on the Chicago streets than go over there, man. <laughs> hey, that's the same thing I would say. I'm like, man, I ain't finna be fighting for y'all, man. You know? <laughs> and man, that's so crazy. You just said that you, you sitting up there fighting for a country, right? And this guy, he want to still like have that mentality like like y'all not on the same team like man that's weird yeah but like you say they they inherited their upbringing and that's how they see life they probably you probably was the first black guy he ever encountered in his life oh no he said it kind of freely like he used he used to saying it so easy you know what i'm saying but uh i asked i tried to confront him as humble and peaceful as I could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He looked, he like, yeah, I said it all tough, you know, so I, I had to piece him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> piece him up. Man, that's crazy, man. So let's talk about the um the event space y'all have out there at the ranch. Like, um, okay, well, we got a outdoor and indoor uh space. We got a clubhouse that's outdoor, screened in with a stage, uh, table seating, bar area. Indoor facility, we have the same amenities, uh, bathrooms we're working on. It's all under construction right now because, uh, you know, we need some cash. So donate as quickly as possible. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> no, what just, you donate to? Well, no, serious. I know. I, I'm trying to prepare yeah. that because yeah. I, I don't have that actual, uh, the website up, none of that stuff. So I'm like, I'm trying to get off the ground ground right now. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, right now I'm running off cash app. You know what I'm saying? They can cash at me. D. Fly Cash, D E E F L Y C A S H, dollar sign in front of that. D Fly Cash, you know what I'm saying? But um, oh, come up to the ranch and send a check in the mail. We at uh 2729 South 13810 East Road, Pembroke Township, Illinois 60958. Yeah, we are gonna have to put all that information in the comment section too, man. Yeah. Cause you know what, man? That's man, that's a good cause, bro. Like, where are you gonna see a black-owned ranch, man? Like, you know, where can you go learn? Like you say, horseback riding, uh, learn how to farm, learn like people still relying 
on these grocery stores and stuff like that to bring them food. We just went through this in the pandemic where the grocery stores ran out of food, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you had slim pickets. So a place like what y'all have, you actually have it there. Like, and you know how to grow your own food. That's the type of stuff that we've been talking about. That's what we need. You know, we, we got so spoiled, like, okay, let's go ahead, you know, go over here now where you can actually grow it, man, and see, see the process and understand that we can't rely on the government all the time. Like, you was, a, I, I, I had to go back to that. You was an active servant, <laughs> a military, and they still treat you like it is what it is. So we, we got, but you know, as, as you get older, you understand what they, how, they, how to play the game with them people. That's hey, I don't have no type of ill will, resentment yeah. towards them. They just played the game good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's my turn. It's my yeah. turn. I'm going to play it better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. So this this so interesting. This next thing I'm going to talk. I'm going to touch on your incarceration, right? Now, you said you was able to represent yourself and get out, get out your... You just able to serve less years than they was trying to get. Yeah, that's mad. Right. And you use use your own rep. No, no legal representation. I'm, I'm gonna tell you how that went down, man. You know. Okay. I was uh, well, first let me start off like this. Before I even went to trial, mm-hmm. people thought it was over with for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thought it was over with. For. I was facing 45 years of life at 100 first degree murder. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I wasn't really getting no support. And I had no bond, you know what I'm saying? No bond, yeah. Um, no support, no lawyer. I had a public defender. Public defender ain't want to work that hard for me, you know what I'm saying, at all. What and, was uh, the public defender offering you? Uh, for offering nothing. They weren't offering nothing at first, but then he, he come that time, so yeah, you know, I think they got a lot on their load, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I probably can get them to offer uh, 20, you know what I'm saying? And then I probably would have had to do 10. It would have been at 50%, you know what I'm saying, yeah. 20. So, no, nah, I wasn't taking that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, suit up. Get ready for trial. He's still scared. He's like, man, it's going to take like five years and woo-woo to go to trial. I'm like, man, I, I was in the county, and people was in the county for like six years. I ain't even been to trial yet. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't I ain't finna be one of them. I got to go. <laughs> Let me get up out of here. So um, I asked him one day. We in a, I'm in a bullpen. He's standing outside the bullpen. We ain't went to the courtroom yet. And uh, he like, man, there's no way you're going to get away with killing an unarmed man. He said, you're not white, you're citizen Ferguson, Missouri, and you're not a police officer, right? Mm-hmm. So I say, okay, sir, uh, how do I get a pro bono attorney or another public defender? So then this guy say, let me tell you what you do. Tell your mother to get an effing job. That's what he told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On my mama, he said, tell your mama to get an effing job. I looked down, I want to, you know what I'm saying, break out the bars. I couldn't get out the bars, so I, I want I just smiled him. I said, yeah, you're this right. This was a Caucasian as well? Caucasian. Caucasian. You know what I'm saying? I said, yeah, you're right. So we went to the courtroom, and uh, they called my case up. He started about to open his mouth. I said, your honor, and I'm going to say his name. <laughs> Steve Statch does not represent Dave Jones anymore. You know what I'm saying? I, I represent myself. He said, what, how many years of college you had? I said, I got some years of college. Well, uh, what type of law background? Ooh, I ain't got no background. You know, I'm not going to be leaning on you and all this other stuff. Ooh, I, I understand that stuff. He like, uh, look at your mother. He told me to turn around. My mom was standing up crying, you know, weeping. 
I look back at it. I look back. Yes, yeah, Sean, I like to represent myself, pro say. Woo, woo. You know what I'm saying? With just that route. And then I just hit the law library. Heavy. You know what I'm saying? Heavy. Heavy. But uh, I ended up still getting convicted. <laughs> I got convicted, man. First degree murder. Still optimistic, though, because I already knew what was going on. Before uh, I went to trial, I'm on the phone. I'm like, listen, the judge either going to reduce it to second degree or uh, self-defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to be gone. But I'm like, the most he probably gave me is 12 years. And I'm gonna end up doing six. This is why I said, this is why I predicted before I went to trial. Yeah. So um, after I got convicted, I went back for sentencing. And uh, uh, no, matter of fact, before that, he sent me another public defender in the county to visit me. So this guy, he said, listen, the judge is either gonna reduce it to second degree or self-defense. He said the same thing I had predicted, right? I said, yeah, I know. I said, here's the motion. Now uh, I wrote up, type that up for him. Give him the motion. He typed it exactly, word for word. I got the original in here somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Type yeah. it up, get it to the judge. The judge called the case up. So he's like, listen, uh, okay, I do uh, see that he was the aggressor. Uh, I reduced it to second degree. And then he ended up giving me 13 years at 50%. But I did six months. Well, I got six months good time. So I got out in six years, just like I predicted. Yeah. Man. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was my own attorney. I had to question the witnesses, you know what I'm saying? Submit evidence. All this. <laughs> I did yeah, all that. Not it's not funny, but it's like, it, bro, what was your mindset to like, to like really, like you got in that law library and just study everything. Like was, every day, that was, was your, that's what you did. Every day, I'm, I'm stealing books from the law library, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff they supposed to leave that. I'm, I'm getting into it with Sally so I can have a sale to myself. I got the top bunk now, all my law papers spread out, my office. I'm sticking a, uh, a stick I made out of paper to stick my arm out the little cell, cut the light switch back on after the uh, CO do count. You know what I'm saying? I'm in it up, up, up. Cause it was like, man, it was like, I felt like my life was on line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And wasn't nobody gonna look out for me but me, how I'ma do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. saying? So. Man, dang, so that's so real, man. This this is why I had to have D-Nose on here, man. Cause who? How many how many people you know that did that? That represent themselves in like like at the magnitude and, and the level you did. The, you know, that was in there with you. Zero. Wow. When I go hard on something, I go hard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a motivational speaker, but somehow some ain't nobody gonna outwork me. You know what I'm saying? I forgot his name. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? If I, I focus on something, yeah, can't nobody outwork me. Man, you like that's man, you know, because there's so many people, man, that's dealing with mistrials and all type of stuff, man. That's doing that's that's getting caught up and getting lost in the system. And man, bro, be honest, this is my first time even hearing that you can even do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, you an outlaw, so you like. <laughs> I need to get the footage from uh, the interrogation room when they first arrest me. Yeah. I'm sitting in there, and uh, they come in like three deep trying to question me. I'm like, man, give me some law books. You know what I'm saying? That's what, exactly what I told. That's all I said. I ain't get no statement. Give me some law books. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Man, like this, but this the first I ever heard. Like, so even if you just say if it's somebody in there right now, and they like you say, have got a similar situation to you where they they not satisfied what they trying to give them, and what you what you suggest they do? Get a lawyer. 
Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer, man. That's what I suggest. So what if they lawyer not same thing? They not cooperating, man. Like, like, do you suggest they try to represent themselves? I don't suggest nobody represent themselves for real, for real, because mm. at the end of the day, they gonna be against you. Like they didn't want to let me just outright win. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And then they had to send a public defender who was just a puppet for me. Just to be there, you know what I'm saying? Just so that the state the save face. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So the system is against us, man. It's all, it's designed to work against us. So right. the best bet is to get a, a honest attorney if you can find one. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the best bet. Start saying if you in that type of life you live in, whatever, start saving or have a, a lawyer or retainer. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, Put some money to the side. <laughs> they don't think about that until it, until it happened, you know. And uh, they just get in the jam and they be like, oh man, I gotta try to come up with this, that. But yeah, I just found it very like amazing that you was able to do that. And like you said, I, I didn't even know you had to question <laughs> question these people, you know, talk to the jury and everything. Like, that's uh, like, a, uh, it's like a real movie, man. <laughs> Golly, hey boy, will you let me know when that book coming? Cause I gotta, I, I need to read it. <laughs> book, a book and a movie coming out. Man, book that's, and a movie. That's like, that's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. It's real, but it's like I never heard anyone do that. We always made movies, man. We we, we used to go to the club together. <laughs> we, right, no, we made the movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, man, movie. listen. Do you know this? Is my family. I, I, I'm 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 salty. Well, I'm not salty. That I didn't meet. We didn't meet to my my old man funeral. You know, rest up, pops. And I'm like, man, we 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 full grown adults now, you know what I'm saying? And you know, stuff happens, you know. But I'm like, man. But uh, cuz was like at the uh, repast. My man wasn't really right. He's like, man, I'm your cousin, man. I want to kick it with you, know this and that. I'm like, all right, man. But I was, you know, I still wasn't there in the mind, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I was just thinking about that. But man, I'm so glad I met all y'all though, for real, bro. Like, I heard of y'all, but you know, when when you know when you grow up, man, that's why I so. That's another thing I admire about you being a father, man. Like I see how you roll with your kids, bro. And uh man, that's love. Um, you know, Pops was around, but you know, we didn't come around when I'm getting up with him. We went over to full apart boxing and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He was he was getting me ready for that type of stuff, you know. But it's like, man, fatherhood. How did you how was fatherhood being in there? I know, I know it hurt, hurt like dang, you know what I'm saying? I can't I can't get to my kids, but how did you maintain the relationship? It was rough. You know, I was a single father. Um started off with my boys when they was two and one years old, up right. until the time I got incarcerated. They was um nine and ten. Right. So uh they stayed with my mother mm -hmm. uh, while I did that little time. Yeah. And I tried to to be a father over the phone, through letters, you know what I'm saying? But that was a difficult task and then uh a lot of times my philosophy didn't coincide with my mother's you know what i'm saying so we bump yeah. heads on, on how they should be raised you know so uh mm -hmm. it's like they, they battle two different programs you know what i'm saying so yeah i don't know it was rough right now i'm just trying to uh focus on the age that they are now and and what type of guidance that they can seek from me or that i can give them unintentionally because i don't try to force no type of guidance on them because they 17 and 18 now, you understand what I'm saying? But I got um I got three other kids too. You know, I got three daughters, three daughters right now, too. Okay. And um it's been rough. When my oldest daughter, she's 13 now, she'll be 14 next month. 
Uh, she used to come visit me in the county and everything. We played rock, paper, scissors, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. <laughs> I talked to her. And uh, when I got out, her personality, she came, she, she seemed kind of shy, you yeah. know. And I'm like, man, so uh, well, I actually introduced her to a friend of mine's daughter. And uh, I seen the life come back in her, you know what I'm saying? So now we we built a better bond now because uh, because of that relationship that she formed with this this other child. So, uh, yeah, it's it's working out right now as far as the chills, you know what I'm saying? I, I got one more on the way too right now. Oh man, you trying to build a tribe, boy. Go out. Hey man, you gotta leave. Y'all got the ranch, man. We got, you gotta keep it going. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you know something, uh, hmm. I learned the older you get, the smarter you get. And then that information get transferred to your DNA. You understand what I'm saying? So I think these gonna be some super genius kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like that about my daughter. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. Like yeah. these kids, these man, they not up here. They way swifter than we were. You know what I'm saying? Way, you know. And I don't know, like you say, it's a DNA thing. You know, um, I don't know, but they roll. <laughs> witnessing evolution. You know what I'm saying? That's all. We witnessing evolution because it's time as a species that we evolve further. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Than, than what we had. Yeah. Facts, man. Single father, man. How was that before you went in? Like, I, man, it's funny, man. I got a, a buddy called me today. He talking about he gonna have a podcast on uh, about single fathers. I'm like, dang, that'll be dope because I don't really see that. You know what I'm saying? And you know, different situations of how how you became a single father. Maybe he was married and didn't work out, or you know, the um your spouse deceased. You know, just different situations. You know, and he was like, he he's a single father. He was like, man, it's hard because he's like, he, he felt like he fought two for nails for to be, you know, with his uh, son's mother, but it didn't work. So he's like, he's just trying to cope with it. But he say, he say, he think the more he talk about it, like in this form, you know what I'm saying? Podcast show, it'll be uh, dope. So how, like, how was you coping with it? I mean, it was rough, but the mm -hmm. women made it easy. Oh, you a good daddy. Yeah. Let me give you some. <laughs> So, so the women made it easy for me, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, they're looking out to all, I had a big support system too, you know what I'm saying? I could yeah. always count on my mother, my yeah. uh, sister, you know, my brother, you know, uh, uh, my father, mm -hmm. any family member, any woman that actually uh, knew me as a friend, yeah. they had watched my kids, they had taken places for me, all type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I had a big support system as far as uh, the kids. Right, yeah. That's what's up, man. I got one of my buddies. He might still be online too. He was a single father as well. He he did excellent with his daughter, bro. I'm like, man. I'm like, man. I told I had to salute that man. Like that's crazy. You don't really hear about. It. You always see a single mother. You don't really hear a single father. So, man, that's what's up, man. So, you fought this. You fought this battle, man. You've been a fighter. You've been fighting in the military. <laughs> You've been fighting in, in in the system, and you always came out on top, man. What's the, give us the secret sauce, bro. Come on, give, give us some gels. Like you, you got to, to overcome all the adversity you dealt with, man. Single father, like you a true blue fighter. Like what's the mindset? Come on with it. Let me write some, I got my pen to a notes, man. <laughs> I think it's, it's in my nature by habit, you know what I'm saying? Because um, as a youth, we moved around a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. We bounced around from projects, you know, Robert Taylor's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stayed in Cabrini Green with, with Aunt L, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. We stayed on the west side, all through Inglewood. We used to move like every year, 
Yeah. Uh, basically, we just stayed in the hundreds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, so I, I used to live in Louisiana when I was 16. I moved out and uh, stayed with my brother down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana when I was 16. I went to four different high schools. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I learned how to adapt yeah. growing up. So it's like any situation that I'm forced in, I know it's the way out. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's better on the, on the other side. You know what I'm saying? So I just fight through it, fight through it, fight through it. You know what I'm saying? It taught me a lot too. You know what I'm saying? It taught me a lot of characteristic traits that I still utilize to this day uh, as far as discipline and integrity and uh, uh, what's that? Selfless service. You know what I'm saying? Just being a nice person uh, will get you a long way in life. You know what I'm saying? Just being, just treat people how you want to be treated. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, that took me a long way. Mm. That's yeah, the secret, that's, right there. That's the yeah, secret sauce. Treat secret people sauce, how you want to be treated. <laughs> okay, treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, because you know nowadays, man, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Everybody think you' supposed to be this this uh finesse, uh, you know, on that type of level. And I'm like, man, bro, like I'm not like you said. When you come from like nothing, like you say, had to go that upbringing like that, saying we came up the same way. I can't see myself just doing that to nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have some type of integrity, some type of you know what I'm saying. I ain't saying nobody perfect by far, but it's a lot of people out here. The finesse game is up for them. That's what they love. You know, that's what they do. You know, ain't no ain't no treating treating you how you want me to treat me. No, I'm finna if I could finesse you. They'll finesse their own mama. <laughs> oh, I just seen it. I seen it. I seen it. Yeah. I know, man. I know. Yeah. I used to be a shiesty too myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I used to be a master manipulator. You know, I yeah. used to be a pimp. Now, that's what I was going to say. I was just going to stop you. I was going to say, when you say mass manipulate, are you saying towards, in what type of way, like towards women or just in life? Like, like I used to... Uh, Manipulate women, you know what I'm saying? It was easy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just came natural to me or something. I don't know, but uh, I'm not proud of it. You yeah. know, uh, some I worked through, some uh, I'm still dealing with because when I was locked up, you know, so I was reading like a book a day, reading book, business books, you know, the art of seduction, the uh, law of attraction, all this type of stuff. And I was thinking, and I'm trying to build myself up to be a better pimp, you know what I'm saying, when I got out. Uh-huh. Until when I got out, and I'm like, nah, this is unrealistic for me. You know what I'm saying? Then I don't even, I'm not even that person anymore. Yeah. I don't even look at women that way. You know what I'm saying? I had to change my direction and uh, change my why. Why I did all that studying. You know what I'm saying? Then apply it to something else. Right, man. So just say that situation never happened. Uh, I remember you in your Pippin days too. <laughs> <laughs> you think that you that you could have acquired the same mindset? Without going in, well, you think that really like taught you a lesson, or I could have, I could have got the same mindset without going in, but I think the experience for me uh, is worth value, and uh, it allows me to empathize for others who are going through those type of situations. I could never empathize before, you know. I, I've never been locked up before, none of that type of stuff. Then I'm in there with all type of. Uh, offenders, you know what I'm saying, for different cases, different reasons, you know, so uh, I got to blend in with these folks, learn their ways, you know what I'm saying, see what's to them, so I, I learn from people, you know, I learn from other people's experiences, uh, as well as my own, so I think all of that played a, a big role in who I am right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure, you definitely a different dude, man, I mean, your whole, your whole demeanor different, like, 
you know, your mindset is like, man, it's through the roof. And I, I see you. Like, you oh, know, man. you can't, you can't fake, you can't fake certain things. That's how I feel. You know, when it's pure and it's it's intentional, it's up for you. You know what I'm saying? You like you say, you don't have no choice but to win. And it's like, that's why I tell people all the time. That's why I love this show. That's why I created it. Cause I need it's a lot of people that's resourceful, that's tangible, that you can reach. You know, all these people they watch on this CV and on this uh YouTube, like you can't reach some people, you know. Y'all come to a coaching program that somebody have, like coaching just not just not for um life coaching, this and that. Like you have a whole lane to where somebody could be in that same position that, and it's a lot of, of black men in that position where they need some coaching, man. You know what I'm saying? They need it, man. Like you say, you can relate to them. I can't relate to them. You know what I'm saying? I've never been in that type of situation, man, you know, and that's relatable, man. So, man, that's that's what's up. So, what y'all, what's next for the Academy? Well, we got a summer youth program. It's starting up. Uh, it was going to start up the end of May, but we we looking in June. Um, the date isn't set yet. We still mm-hmm. working on the curriculum. Uh, we just had uh, a few talks with uh, some schools and a uh, museum organization uh, that's trying to bring some youth out here from the, I mean, youth, yeah, out here from the inner city. You know what I'm saying? Right. We used to do that by the bus load back in the day, but uh, we, we have changed uh, since then. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get that back. And um, just let these kids experience something different, you know, something yeah. else. Right. What's the reaction to the kids when they get out there? Like they are they like fascinated and like by the farm and everything? You got some that are some that are not because you know they don't want to get dirty and all that type of stuff or the smells, you know. Yeah. They 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 kind of too bougie or something, but you know, so it's all good. <laughs> by the end of the day, I make them try to I, I try to make them feel as comfortable as possible, you know what I'm saying? Introduce myself, learn their names, uh, mm-hmm. take them around, give them a tour. Uh, explain different things to them. They got a lot of questions, that, which is good. Yeah. You know, then they, they do their thing, you know. I, they always talk about coming back, so that's a good right. thing. Yeah. Wow. That's that's nice, man. Yeah, um, most, what we get, the zoo? <laughs> yeah, probably the zoo or something. That's the most, like, I ever got growing up. And, uh, like, a lot of kids, they get the zoo. They get to go. So, man, and y'all got, like, the horseback riding as well? And you know, uh, some Pembroke Township, um, as well as Hopkins Park, which is uh, a part of Tem- Pembroke Township, is uh, historically known for black farmers and black ranchers. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, a lot of people had navigated from the South uh, during the Great Migration, you know what I'm saying? Came up there after uh, slavery was over with. Went to Chicago, ain't like it, it was too fast. Jumped over here, you know what I'm saying? Bought some land and did their thing. Land was cheap back then, you know? Yeah. So it used to be an all-black farming community, but uh, right now it's kind of mixed. We got, uh, you know, our friends and uh, you know, they over there kicking it. Yeah. So it, it's it's good, blended. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? It's still peaceful. Yeah, a lot of serenity. You know, mm-hmm. right? And then, was you telling me you have a some like a uh, a retreat or something that well, it's something coming up, something like that, and that. That's sorry. You know what I'm saying? It's, okay. it's for positive people only. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. guys, any type of negative, anything in your soul, any envious ways, any jealousy, any hate towards anybody, stay home. Please. Mm-hmm. Please stay home. Mm-hmm. It's for positive people only. We're looking for really business-minded people. We trying to come out, you know what I'm saying, kick back, like-minded individuals with growth mindsets, you know what I'm saying, where we can yeah. sit around and network and build and, and relax, too, at the same time. Because a lot of times, 
you become stressful when you're in environments with people who don't share your same vision or don't think as big as you. So I think if we had a collective of people thinking big, man, I think the, the sky's the limit. You know what I'm saying? The sky's the limit. What, what could happen? What could occur from that event alone? Right. Just making those connections. Man, yeah, you just said the word right there, man. Being around like-minded people, that's the key. That's like, I think that I feel like that's the key to a success. Like, you know, you try to tra transform and, and transition and you still around somebody that's not even thinking on that level. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to get in touch with your spiritual self and know which way you're going. You know, a lot of people, uh, people definitely grow different on a spiritual level. You know, hey, man, when is the event again? Uh, September 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, but we got pre-sales going on right now. It's $100 for the three-day weekend. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get your couple of drink tickets, couple of food tickets. We got a lot of vendors set up. Uh, it's going to be hosted by Jamaica's own Carline Brown. She's an actor, talk show host, uh, writer, producer, artist, influencer, and uh, also author and life coach and credit goddess Amina Infinity. She's coming all the way from Iowa. Mm. You know, so uh, we still look for vendors for this event, uh, musicians, comedians. We're going to have spoken word, yoga, karaoke, sipping paint, you know what I'm saying? Speed dating for all you single folks out there. Raffles, but it's uh bring your own everything as far as like tents, mm -hmm. uh, sleeping bags or air mattresses, whatever you want to set up your grill, you know, just bring bring everything. If you don't have it, I'm giving you enough time now to make that purchase, and it, it's gonna be a valuable resource for you. You can bring it out every season, you know. It's not something that you guys are gonna use and lose, you know. So right. investing in uh sustainability, you know, being able to just have a tent somewhere, you might need might need it. You know what I'm saying? You never know, you might need it. Facts, yeah. Yeah, a lot of us never, you know, a lot of our people in our culture never been camping. You know what I'm saying? They don't even know how to adapt to that, you know. Uh I think I probably did it one time, young, but I ain't been in a long time. Yeah, man. What's that type? What's know. that type of environment like camping? <laughs> oh, camp life, you know, yeah. it, it's something else, you know, because it's it's pitch black out there. Yeah, but you see all the stars, you know, you see all the stars, you got people enjoy themselves. Doing they, you know what I'm saying, whatever vices that yeah. they want to indulge in with, with nobody judging them, you know what I'm saying? Just being free. And yeah. It's just it's wonderful, a wonderful That's experience. Real serenity praise, huh? Facts. Facts. Outside, you know what I'm saying? On yeah. purpose. <laughs> man, I think, yeah, that's man. You know what? I tell people all the time too, man. You gotta get out your comfort zone. Do something that's gonna make you uncomfortable, and you be like, you know what? You'll overcome a lot of fears and, and um adversity and like a lot of stuff you would be like man i did this oh i know i can what that, that other stuff ain't gonna be nothing you know man you know you might have to fight with a uh a snake or something but you'll be out my best player <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know, i ain't seen one of them in a minute yeah you know what i'm saying but man that's something I, man hey we need we gonna have all the information i'm definitely gonna be sharing the post and i'm gonna try to make my way out there um that's a busy weekend, but no, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm coming. I want to see, um, I just want to see the whole process, man. I'm really like intrigued by it. Like, man, this is something, man, like I really feel that's a resource in the, for the black community, you know? And, uh, man, them tours, man, y'all, y'all give tours and everything. Uh, what days? Like, is it every day or? Well, we ask people to call in and, and set up an appointment. Set yeah. up a point, you know what I'm saying? We'll take yeah. care of you like that. Right. You know? Facts.
Man, that's what's up, man. So, man, okay. So, my last question, man. Where y'all? Where you see D nose and the uh and the tribe in five years, man? Where y'all going with it? Five years. Uh, hopefully, we'll be going to Africa with it. You know what I'm saying? That's a goal. We'll be going, that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? That's the, the amazing goal. I know. I don't know if you checked out my vision board or not. Yeah, I checked it out. Okay. Yes. This. A collage of things, but um, mm-hmm. that's like my focal point. I feel like um, Marcus Garvey mm-hmm. uh, was my hero. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he was my hero, and I haven't really seen another movement as big as that since then. Yeah, and uh, I think it's now's the time. You know, so what I'm doing right now is just practicing. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I'm practicing for when I do take that uh, voyage yeah. to the motherland. Man, that's what's up, man. A lot of people so sleep on Marcus Garvey. I did one of my shirts, a, a red, black, green shirt. Um, and I know Marcus Garvey, man. It's dope. <laughs> they do it like a lot of people got around Juneteenth time. They just understand Juneteenth, but they don't understand the Marcus Garvey movement. You know, so people like you, me, whoever, you know, it's just, it's up. I, I don't fault them because you know what I'm saying? Hey, we learn ourselves, you know, the way everybody learned differently, but Definitely, man, we need to know a lot of our history because when you think of the, they think of the movement, the civil rights movement, they think of Martin Luther King. You know, that's who they put in the forefront, which Dr. King did his thing. But, man, you can't forget about Marcus Garvey. You can't. <laughs> you can't compare him to nobody else. You know what I'm yeah. saying? To, to me, not yeah. even other the great leaders like Martin Luther King, like you just mentioned. You know, there's yeah. no comparison. It's like yeah. apples and oranges. They had two different ideas. But uh, they both were great. Um, You know, what's crazy is Marcus Garvey, um, he said August 31st to be a holiday, international holiday for blacks. Um, And that's actually my birthday. (laughs) August 31st. Wow. Wow. That's dope. (laughs) Yeah. Man, you know, it's so, man, that's why I say, man, that's why I connect these resources, man. We got so many leaders, man, that's just, we've, don't have the platform yet, but I just see the vision, man. It's so oh, it's many platform of platform right here. This is the platform. Oh, facts. But now you know, and, and I'm just gonna be honest with you. You know how people look in the lens of other stuff, like, oh, okay, it's at this platform right now. They want you to be in this in this clout chasing world, but I'm not, I can't do it, man. I can't pull myself to do it. But the platform, like you say, it's building because the real people guys that's gonna survive, they're gonna come right to it because they need it. It's going to be, you're going to need this. You know what I'm saying? You're going to need to educate yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I'm bringing the resources to y'all. These, every guest I have on here is a resource. I'm telling y'all. And when we all collab together, it's up. (laughs) We got so many resources. So, man, that's it for, man. Thank my family, D-Fly, for coming in, man. You got any last words for the people, man? Uh, yeah, check me out on YouTube, uh, DIY Black Man, DIY Black Man. Uh, I'm be uploading some some footage real soon. It's a process, though. I don't, I don't have no help. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm doing everything by myself. That's why I do it yourself, yeah. Black Man. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So, right. I'm my own uh, videographer. I'm trying to write this book. I'm, yeah, look out for the book. Look out for this docu series coming up. Um, look out for the movie. Just. Yeah. Be humble, be nice, and I uh, appreciate your time, man. Oh, facts, man. I had to put D-flat back out there because I, I, I just oh, had to, uh, I had to 
I'm like, that's like me, Larry and Hot. <laughs> so I had to merge together, Larry Hot. But see, you put you took the fly off and put the nose on that D nose. And you do know, man, because man, boy, I, I thought I, I I went through some stuff. Jeez, man. So man, I look forward for some more dialogue, man. Like I said, we're gonna link up, man. And hey, y'all make sure y'all get up with D nose, go follow him. I, I tagged him in. And he's gonna put the information like everything y'all need to know in the comments after the uh, at this interview over with. So man, see y'all next week. Connect the resource show. I want to thank y'all and uh it's up. Holla. <laughs>